Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on the newscast, Iran's regime holds a massive anti-Israel rally focused on Jerusalem. Plus, Israel's former national security advisor says that Israel may be forced to act alone against Iran's nuclear program. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Today marked a very important day for the Iranian regime. The regime today held massive demonstrations to mark Al-Quds Day. Now, Al-Quds is the term the Iranian regime uses to refer to Jerusalem. And this day is marked every year. It's been going on, by the way, since 1979, when Iran's radical mullahs came to power. Every year, this event is marked by fiery and vicious anti-Israel and anti-American rhetoric. And the statements that come out of this Al-Quds Day, which, by the way, sees Tens of thousands of Iranians take to the streets to burn American and Israeli flags and chant anti-Israel and anti-American slogans. You've seen the highlights, or should I say lowlights, before coming out of Tehran, courtesy of Iran's regime. But they focus during this Al-Quds Day on Jerusalem. They say that the Palestinians will control Jerusalem, number one. And number two, an interesting theme, folks, during this year's annual Al-Quds rally was that Israel's existence in the word of Iran's foreign ministry today is, quote, waning. The Iranian regime sees, number one, the internal discord in Israel, number two, the weakening of Israel's main ally, the United States, and number three, last week's events when rockets were launched at Israel from three separate fronts, uh, Gaza, Lebanon, and Syria. The Iranian regime adds all this up, and in their calculation, Israel is weakening and increasingly ripe for the pickings. Well, I don't believe that's the case. Neither do Israel's leaders. We're going to break that down in a minute with a former top Israeli general who served as national security advisor under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Before we get to it, real quick, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Folks, we would love you to join us here every single day as watchmen and women on the wall for such a time as this because a lot is happening, needless to say, in the world's most chaotic and strategic region, the Middle East, and it will affect you no matter where you live. And one major issue that will affect you is how Israel and when Israel deals with Iran's nuclear weapons program. Very revealing statements just yesterday, Thursday, April 13th, by General Yaakov Amidror. Now, you've seen General Amidror here on the newscast previously. He was the former National Security Advisor under Benjamin Netanyahu from 2011 to 2013 and knows the Iran issue and the Iran nuclear issue in particular better than anyone. Yesterday, he said that, quote, Israel may be forced to act alone without the help of the United States 
to destroy Iran's nuclear program. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's essentially what he said. That, hey, look, if we have to go alone in the next year or so, we may have to, number one. And number two, we will do it to preserve the existence of the world's one and only Jewish state. Now, a few factors he laid out would be Iran just last week. Again, he mentioned as well the events of last week, which we documented here in the newscast, rockets being launched at Israel from multiple fronts amid the internal discord inside Israel. He mentioned that. Obviously, he said, Iran and its proxies are growing more bold. One reason is that the world is changing, in his words, and so is the region. We see Iran now making nice with the Saudis. We see Iranian and Syrian officials just yesterday and Wednesday visiting Saudi Arabia, folks, a sudden turn of events. Now, the Saudis aren't aligning with Iran, but in the very least, this is a sort of non-aggression pact that the Saudis are looking to strike with Iran as a normalized relations with the mullahs once again. Hey, Israel was counting on the Saudis to be in that anti-Iran alliance that Israel has built with the other Sunni Arab nations like Egypt, Jordan, and Abraham Accords nations like the UAE, Bahrain. But now that seems to be shifting as well as these, as the UAE and the Saudis look to, again, normalize relations with Iran. So that is another indicator that, hey, wait a minute, Israel may be forced to act alone. And then lastly, General Amidur mentioned uh, the decline of the United States in the foreign policy realm and, and of American prestige and respect in the world under the current administration. So a lot going on. And again, very. I think the big takeaway there, folks, is Israel will act alone if needed. Let's go to one of my recent interviews with General Yaakov Amidrur. I sat down with him in Jerusalem. We talked, number one, and this was before his comments yesterday, several months before, about Israel possibly acting against Iran's nuclear facilities. And again, this is a man who knows this issue in and out, and he's been in the room when these things have been discussed. And secondly, we talked about the U.S.-Israel relationship and the benefits the U.S. derives from that relationship. Folks, it is not a one-way street. Take a look. For everyone out there who's still saying, well, you know, maybe we sanction them, the Iran deal, maybe it will work. Why can Iran never be permitted to acquire a nuclear weapon? Because they are very serious about their wish, desire, and hope to destroy the state of Israel. One of their leaders said in the past, Israel is very little, it's a one-bomb state. Rafsanjani. And, and he didn't speak about the ordinary weapon system. And this is why it doesn't matter what our good friends in America will say, it doesn't matter what our good European friends will say, at the end of the day, Israel should not allow the Iranians to have nuclear military capability. And if that the, the meaning of it is a need to um, take 400 um, Israeli Air Force uh, aeroplanes and to bomb the facilities. That should be done because Israel cannot allow Iran to have military nuclear capability. Whatever will be the circumstances, whatever be the nice words around the world, whatever someone will promise us, we learn from the from the past, we learn from the history, we believe those who are saying that they want to destroy Israel. We have very good intelligence which are, is showing us that they are serious about it. The archive which had been brought by our Mossad 
from Tehran is, is, is very clear about it, and we don't let them to do it. And there is a track record of 1981 with Osirik and 2007 with Syria. Uh, Israel has shown we will not allow an existential threat to develop at our doorstep. Good, good two examples. Obviously, as a past national security advisor for Israel, you've been in high-level meetings with the U.S. What do you see from the Biden administration? Are you encouraged? Are you concerned in terms of its relationship with Israel so far, particularly on the national security front and Iran, of course? At the end of the day, I think that it was summarized by President Obama when he said Israel should be in a position to defend itself by itself. That should be our goal. Uh, all the effort should be done by ourselves. We don't forget that America is providing us with $3.8 billion every year to buy American uh, weapon systems. Um, and that America, in many cases, helps Israel in the international arena. We see some members of Congress in the U.S. taking an increasingly anti-Israel tone, sadly. Any concerns that aid to Israel could be affected? First of all, all the money is going back to America. In a way, it's indirect um, subsidizing the American industry and keep uh, many jobs in America because all the money, all the $3.8 billion um, used by Israel to buy only in America, only American products. And second, the, the, at the end of the day, the fact that all the experience that we are buying in our operations is transferred in the dialogues that we have with the Pentagon. And think about the F-35. I don't think that there is anyone who uses it operationally more than Israel. No question that our Air Force and the American Air Force are exchanging views yeah. data, lessons, whatever can be learned in our operations, too, um, is going to the Americans, which can immediately learn from it, enhancing their capability, changing their training systems. There is only one big weapon system which we are not buying in America, it's uh, submarines. And the reason is that America do not build non-nuclear submarines, yeah. so we have to buy it somewhere else. Other than that, all the main weapon systems that either are produced in Israel or by the United States of America. And the, the ability to exchange lessons and experience about the same weapon systems which are used by the Americans and, and by Israel is, I think, it's a big benefit to the United States of America. So if you take both facts, one, at the end of the day, all the money is going to be used in America, to buy in America American products. And the fact that that allows us, at the end of the day, to share the lessons that we learn in our yeah. operational experience, the benefit of America is huge mm -hmm. uh, from this uh, decision. General, I'm so glad you brought that point out. Just so people know, this relationship is not a one-way street. The, the relationship benefits the United States in so many ways, so so glad you brought that out. I, I'm sure that if you ask in closed room, um, the heads of um, American intelligence agencies, what is the contribution of Israel to their capabilities, you might hear fantastic stories oh, yeah. about cooperation and what kind of intelligence um, is provided by Israel, in many cases, even to save life of American soldiers, in some cases. No question that the cooperation relating to the military 
side and the, um, and the intelligence side is um, the benefit of both sides and, and, and in many cases or in some cases America is benefited even more than Israel from this relation. Great insights and analysis there from General Yaakov Ami Dror, Israel's former national security advisor. Folks, as we go beyond just the purely geopolitical natural realm and we consider the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board right now in the Middle East, the words of the prophet Amos come to mind who said that Israel, God speaking through Amos, said that Israel has been replanted in its land, in the land of Israel, the land that God has given to the people of Israel, never to be uprooted again. What part of never do Iran's mullahs not understand? So folks, take heart, be encouraged. Iran's regime may find out the hard way eventually that yes, Israel is there to stay. And by the way, Keep the people of Iran in your prayers. Yes, there were many in the streets today for the Al-Quds rally shouting anti-Israel, anti-American slogans, but there are many more thousands of Iranians who've taken to the streets since September 2022 to protest against the regime. And we have the world's fastest growing church in Iran right now, despite relentless persecution. So keep the people of Iran in your prayers. Remember, Iran is a Bible land. That was ancient Persia, Mordecai, Esther, Cyrus. A chunk of your Bible took place in that land. So keep the people of Iran in your prayers. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.